It's Pi Augustine, your Division One candidate for Ipswich. My plan is for a community that is vibrant and attracts world investment, a community that is connected with the state-of-the-art transport system, a community that cares for our people and environment at a time of need. Division One needs a councillor that has the energy and motivation to get things done. A community champion. Find out more about me on my Facebook page, Pi Augustine for Division One. This ad was approved by Pi Augustine candidate. Ipswich deserves strong and stable leadership you know you can trust. I'm Mayor Teresa Harding, and as your Mayor, Ipswich is once again a city that businesses are proud to invest in and families love to call home. To keep our city moving forward, I'm committed to reducing cost of living pressures, expanding our road and transport networks, delivering more for our suburbs, and boosting investment in grassroots sports in our community. So vote one Teresa Harding for Mayor for sustainable growth for Ipswich. Authorised by T Harding, 264 South Station Road, Raceview. Coming up, with JobKeeper ending, what will be the impact on local jobs? You'll get an expert's view of local Ipswich market conditions, plus how local businesses view a post-COVID vaccine world. Will it mean increased profits and therefore new jobs? Or does the roller coaster ride continue? I chat with Brad Bulow, Ipswich Chamber of Commerce Young Business Person and Business Person of the Year. It's Saturday, March 27, 2021, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Brad Bulow is a business solutions provider. His years of experience as an accountant has driven his passion to help businesses grow, adapt to new markets and increase their business value. Brad is Ipswich born and bred, actively involved in the community and a founding member of Switch On Inc. He is part of Samet Bulow Bennett Partners. I caught up with Brad earlier this week in his top of town office. Brad Bulow, thanks for speaking with Ipswich today. Thank you, Alan. Pleasure to be here, mate. We're just over 12 months into COVID. How would you describe the past year for businesses in Ipswich? I think businesses in Ipswich, it has been a trying time, but I think a lot of businesses have just shown their resilience. They've pivoted. They've changed their, I suppose, their trajectory with what their products they're offering, the, how they deliver the services. Um, I think, you know, I'm very proud of what our, it's a community have achieved. I'm sure there's industries that is, you know, have struggled and uh, continue to struggle, and in particular sort of retail hospitality um, space as well. They really need um, some support and help, and in particular, hopefully, you know, people have been at home and have their war chests saved up so they can sort of spend some money in some local um, Ipswich businesses. But, mate, really proud. I think at um, SBB Partners, we've sort of been really hands-on with our clients, holding a hand through the process because a lot of the government stimulus that was announced was hard to interpret and hard to, you know, for a client to implement on their own. So there's been a lot of inquiries, and I think there's a um, everyone's had their little time where they've been in the dumps. But I think there's a, yeah, there's a can-do attitude in Ipswich in particular. And yeah, mate, I think um, the community's done really well to hold up, hold strong. Well, your business provides accounting and business advisory services to others. Now, in the first few months of the lockdown, you've already mentioned how things were constantly changing. Did you ever imagine that your work would be impacted by such a disruption and how did you adapt? 
Yeah, look, I think um, there's always a quote, death and taxes are the two things in life that are um, not going to go away, unfortunately. So for us, our business, yeah, we went into a contingency plan. We had um, crisis meetings before we sort of knew what it was all going to be about. But our first priority just turned to our clients and pretty much tools were down for probably the first month when um, COVID hit. It was just about reaching out to as many clients as we could, checking in on how they're going. Yes, we had a lodgement program. Yes, we've got... Um, jobs we had to get out of the office but I think that was our priority at that time and I think that's really held us in good stead now with the number of referrals that we've received um, to our business have grown astronomically I think due to the fact that out in the community we've seen to be someone who has really gone out of their way to help their clients and hold their hand through the process. So yeah our business look to be honest with you we um, have still held strong we probably have pushed the barriers and we have probably worked harder than um, you know not harder than I would like, but harder than I'd like some of my staff to have to um, to have to do. But at the end of the day, we're a caring, nurturing souls, us accountants. Um, we're a special breed, and yeah, we've done our best to really, you know, really keep things moving. So yeah, we have been impacted a bit, Alan, and maybe our debtor days have stretched out a little bit. But yeah, all in all, mate, we feel we're stronger, stronger for the for the COVID run. Keeping our focus in Ipswich, how critical was JobKeeper to business survival in general? I think JobKeeper was a good initiative. Um, I think it was difficult. I think there are probably a few clients who may have left it on the shelf because there's a lot of alternate type tests for those businesses that weren't your norm and suffer uh, different seasonal trends or um, just couldn't understand what the basic of the government um, had laid out as all eligibility criteria. But I think all in all, a lot of our clients have really relished it. Um, I, I think we've educated clients that yep, JobKeeper is a short-term um, stopgap. It's not a long-term solution. Um, but I think it's really helped clients sort of get through, get through a tough period, keep reinvesting in their people, keep reinvesting in their business. I suppose there is a fear though, what is next? We'll see businesses fail, I believe. Um, you will see people probably lose their job. But I think all in all, um, like I said, businesses, especially locally, are quite resilient. And look, I think it was very, very important. Um, it, got us through a tough period but I think um, yeah it's it's one of those things that we just can't keep relying on government handouts. In those first few months of COVID uh, the deepest fears were massive job losses well job keepers obviously being the buffer what are you seeing generally now in terms of uh, job growth in Ipswich? I think job growth in Ipswich Alan I think yeah I think people there's been a bit of um, I call it job crafting I think um, people's roles have probably changed to um, adapt with the times I do see a lot more people because there are good incentives out there in the in the marketplace for putting on trainees or putting on apprentices as well. There's good subsidies in that space for employers once they sort of understand what's available as well. So, I look. I think you might see unemployment a little um, spike upwards, you know. But I think all in all, I think people the days of people coming to um, get their tax done and having one employer are over. I believe. I think people might have multiple jobs. They might have side hustles. I think people. Like I said, I think people are just really adaptable to the economy, the um, gig economy we probably live in these days as well. And you know, in terms of you know, people, a lot of our clients are starting side businesses, e-commerce businesses, are just you know, working out ways that they can fill their, fill their budget. So I think, all in all, I think unemployment will, to be honest with you, will probably I see be a slight reduction in, um, in Ipswich and possibly globally as well, because I think... I think people are just redefining and the, the stock standard roles are adapting and we're a bit, bit more of a flexible um, economy. It's the new COVID normal, isn't it? And uh, the vaccines are coming along and giving people 
giving people hope. Ipswich planning approvals don't seem to have uh, taken a dip during all of this. New houses are still being built. In fact, some agents are, are, are saying it is a seller's market and there's a shortage of real estate. So on the strength of those numbers, Ipswich appears to be going gangbusters regardless of COVID. I think it really is, Alan. And I, I think sometimes an event like COVID, I think, is a bit of a leveller as well. Like, we, like um, we as a company are probably maturing and the type of clients that we're probably attracting to our company are growing uh, and, and some are next level as well. And I think um, all in all, they're looking at opportunities. They're looking at... Um, where there's gaps in the marketplace as well. And a um, great client of ours, um, Blue Dog Training, um, Brad Dees, mentioned the other day he's never worked as hard. He's, you know, the number of apprentices he's putting on, um, he's putting on have just grown astronomically. So they're going to the next level. Yeah, I think there's... And, and the government have done well in terms of... Um, in terms of incentives they're putting there for first-home buyers and stuff as well, to sort of, which has helped from a, a stimulation perspective as well. But... I think there will be more jobs, there will be more opportunities. I think people are really educating themselves about how the planning process works. I even know as an accountant here as well that we, you know, one of my best mates is a town planner as well. And often I think we're just educating ourselves about where there's opportunities and um, and we're not looking at life like, well, let's just buy a rental property for the sake of buying a rental property. Why don't we buy a property that we might be able to um, split up or we might be able to you know, do a duplex or you know, we might be able to do... Um, um, high density. There's, I think, people just looking, looking at opportunities and looking at um, investment differently as well. But definitely, our client base, we, you know, we see, you know, we see a lot of businesses growing. There was a little contraction for a period of time, and um, and stuff did store for a few months. But yeah, a lot of our construction clients are really are really going going hard. Brad, let's talk about you. You were born and bred in Ipswich. What are your earliest memories of growing up, and, and where did you grow up? And I grew up, I haven't moved too far. <laughs> Alan, I'm probably, my office here is five kilometres away from where I grew up, which is Leichhardt. Had great times growing up um, with a brother and sister, a lot of backyard sport, cricket, um, rugby league. Sad fact of my life is that I'm not the best cricketer in my family. My sister is. She played women's cricket for Australia, um, Mel, uh, Mel Bulow. But yeah, growing up, a lot of sport, a lot of just teams, a lot of great mentors, a lot of teachers I had at Leichhardt Primary School. I know there's probably a stigma about Leichhardt. I know that's where Gay Anderson um, opened her first um, hair salon as well. Salon as well. It, was a, yeah, it was a great I had great mentors growing up. I had people who um, I suppose were on my side and helped me get opportunities early in life in terms of making sporting teams as well. And yeah, I've always could not be proud of coming from Ipswich. So I always try to give, give back, whether it be through a sponsorship or sitting on a board. Um, that's just a town that you know, continues to give. And I've it's one of those as well. It's old school, but you scratch my back, I scratch yours, and I think that's what Ipswich people are all about. So, yeah, great memories. Couldn't ask for better parents who sort of gave me every opportunity in life as well, put me through, um, you know, I went to St Edmunds School. That was a great school um, as well. And, yeah, today my mates that I had at a young age through playing sport and going to school are still still mates today. So, yeah, great community, mate, and couldn't be prouder. of those high school days, did you uh, were you thinking an accountant back then, or what? What were you aiming for? I always loved numbers, Alan. I probably didn't know what accounting really meant. Um, always knew numbers. Great at number facts at schools. Remember dates of um, wouldn't quite call me Mike Ross off suits. That's not quite the level of um, memory I have. But yeah, I could remember people's birth dates. Everything seemed to be around numbers with um, me. I threw yeah threw myself into commerce and liked it. It stuck. And basically, um, in public practice, I've just loved 
Working in commerce, I believe, is a different role to working in public practice. Working in commerce, you're working on one file and doing the same jobs every time, but working in the space I am, I'm seeing different people from different walks of life, um, different income earning potential. I suppose I've been able to create a business that I want to create here as well. Like I said, we offer, we're a multidisciplinary practice these days. Tax is an important discipline, but there's so much more that people come to accounts for. I think we are there trusted advisor we are their financial gps yeah i just love the work i do i love the people that i surround myself with in our business and yeah every day is different tell me about your first job first job was as a trolley pusher believe it or not seven dollars and eight cents an hour um at the amanto woolworths what a great job it was even greater one day when i found about 35 packets of mars bars um sitting in a trolley so my the number of schoolmates I had at Eddie's just grew um, astronomically that um, that year. But yeah, trolleys, Brady's bookstores, contacting books, about three books an hour was about my level. Uh, I was pretty average at that. So that went to $9 an hour there. So I was always on the hunt for a little few more dollars an hour. Then I got a job at Harding Martin. I think it was a $19,000 a year contract. Great place um, to start my um, professional accounting career. Graham Harding was my... Um, partner um, there and still a good friend today and I learned a lot through Graeme at that time as well technically a great accountant and had a you know uh, diverse knowledge not just in accounting but property as well so yeah that's sort of where I started my working career and the big decision which is always a gutsy one to branch out on your own when did that happen it happened when Martin Samet said it. he needed a good um, good check <laughs> and needed someone to hold his hand through the next 15 years of his career but no, in reality I loved um, the accounting industry. I've always not wanted to be to just settle. Um, always wanted to come back to Ipswich and start my own business. And you know, I, thought, I suppose I just backed myself. Um, great mentor of mine, Don Moore, who's my father-in-law as well, has always been in businesses. My family were a little bit risk-averse in that regard. Dad had always worked for the one employer his whole life. Taught me great fundamentals and principles as a as a worker to always put in. I'm going to interrupt you there. That's not unusual for that era. A lot of people did have job, one job from oh, school to retirement. Yeah, 100% was that was the norm, and um, and you don't see it as often these days. And that's why, uh, as a business here, we're sort of looking at recognition programs and lordly programs for people who do have good tenure at our practice as well, because it's the cost of replacing labour is very costly as well. But yeah, Don Moore, um, my father-in-law had always run businesses and I suppose he was the person I'd turn to for advice at the time and said, should I have a go? And he said, why not? And um, yeah, and it's been the best decision I could have made. And Martin um, Samet, yeah, is, is not just a you know, great business partner, but been a great friend and ally of mine. And yeah, we've had some good times, good times together and our families are great friends. And yeah, I think from there we've achieved a lot of stuff together. And in recent times, the business has expanded even further. Yeah, we definitely have. We um, merged with um, formerly called Bennett Partners, um, a, a regional firm based in Mackay, but also expanded in Brisbane, into Brisbane about 10 years ago. And we saw that as just a great opportunity to, I suppose, so many synergies between the two firms. Martin's brother, Chris, um, is a partner um, up in Mackay as well. They're a very more traditional accounting practice, um, offer audit and have a very strong um, technical um, core group of accounts as well. So, yeah, we're on a growth journey as well we you know we are even as partners and as individuals in the business are really starting to play to our strengths and we just saw those great synergies in us as a group and we can do greater things together and um, clustering our ideas clustering our people and um, and pushing forward so yeah now we because a great area not too dissimilar to Ipswich and yeah Brisbane you know and who'd be 
would be mad to sort of neglect our capital city as well and we just think we can put our stamp we can add our SBB partner stamp into um, into how we offer accounting services for the clientele and all those demographics. I love your passion about your business it's wonderful to see but you've got equally strong passions about helping the community and you were part of Switch On. Tell us about Switch On. Yeah, yeah Switch On um, yeah, massive passion for of mine and basically is a group that um, a few like-minded business people probably founded around 2010, 2011. We're probably a core group of gents in their late 20s, early 30s who just started to have families, um, were starting to really passionate about building their own professional careers, probably um, towards the end of their sporting careers as well. So there was a little void. We all like to have fun and it's not always you can drink a can of Coke or you can drink a beer, it doesn't matter, but I think just having a core group of males together talking about life, talking about business, sharing stories. We thought, well, let's do more of that. But while we're sort of having fun and feeling a little bit guilty about that, why don't we put some money towards charities as well? And so we sort of then morphed that into, well, yeah, let's let's look at some men's health charities. And I think, yeah, I'm very passionate about the mental health side of the game. I see it with, in my work as well. Our work does sometimes morph into that as well as financial counselling, um, emotional counselling as well in a non-technical um, term. So yeah, basically Switch On was built around some passionate um, local business people in Ipswich who just want to do good by the community but want to have a bit of fun as well. So we, we basically at Switch On, we have three or four um, large events a year. We try to raise as much money as we can and we filter that money through to sort of social wellbeing causes. We have set up our own wellbeing um platform at switch on um, where basically um, any business people any individual not business people any any individual in Ipswich can sort of log on and access some well-being resources um, understand you know if things aren't feeling quite right in themselves they can you know they can check out what you know, those symptoms might mean um, some great fact sheets great stories great publications great video material there as well and that's something we want to build on over time as well and massively passionate about um, switch on but passionate about any sort of um, not-for-profits or any organisations that are just doing great in our community. Switch On is still going strong? Yeah, we, we're struggling to land this golf day. COVID and <laughs> COVID and a, and a massive you know, rain event has um, canned our um, race day the last couple of years. But no, we still, look, everyone's very, very busy, Alan, and we don't want to, we've got a core group of people that really pitch in and um, throw all the energies towards um, keeping switch, and, switch On moving. Um, like I said, we don't rely on funding. We're very, we run on the smell of an oily rag as well, but we have got a passionate group of people that will ensure we still put some good events out in the marketplace, events that are different and in events that bring different people, um, different guest speakers to town as well. So yeah, we're still going strong. We're not overdoing it. We sort of have our core events every year. We write a sports event, a really good race day. Um, we do try to filter in other little events around golf days and stuff as well. So we, yeah, we've got our core events that we think we do really well. Yeah, and we'll keep punching on as long as we can. Brad Bulow, it's been terrific to sit down in your office and chat with you today. And thanks for speaking with Ipswich today. Nah, it's been a pleasure, Alan. Thank you very much. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button at the bottom of the page.
You can follow this podcast on your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au.